Welcome to Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have a lady in the house who's actually a powerhouse, Tanya Oliver. Thank you so much for uh, coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored and excited to be here. My pleasure. It's been a it's been a while. I, I wanted to interview you for um, a few months now. Oh. But because I was only doing in-person interviews, hmm. uh, that was a lot, diff uh, it was more difficult to do, right? So now I'm doing this streaming thing and uh, I actually enjoy this, uh, you know, more because I can connect more with people. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily have to fly and, and, you know, buy a plane ticket and, and all of that. So um, you are probably my third person that I interview this way. Yes. So who are you? Can you tell our audience who you are? Well, let me reintroduce myself. I feel like right. we're always evolving. That's a cool thing about yes. being human as we get to choose when we're reintroducing ourselves. Currently, who I am is I'm a, um, <laughs> I'm an executive coach for high achievers. I teach high achievers, entrepreneurs, how to operate at higher levels, mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically, so that they can show up in their business and in their lives as the most elite version of themselves. So that's what I currently do. Wow. Yeah. And this summer, I will be a published author. Awesome. So, yes. So now you get to say, I am an author first. Yes. And then... And, and then I also train high elite achievers like, you know, um, C, uh, C type executive suites and all that. Right. Uh, uh, CEOs, CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs that are wanting to become CEOs. Right. Yeah. I mean, anybody I, I think like even to categorize it that I feel like any high end achiever is somebody that's an overachiever that has a, a bigger vision than themselves. And they maybe might not have the tools or the resources or the toolbox to help them get to heightened levels of success. And they just need like that blueprint or that form. Because I feel like life, the moment you go to one level, there's always going to be another level. And people don't realize it. That's why a lot of people, they even bash themselves for feeling bad about never feeling satisfied. But the way that we're designed as human beings, like our heart always craves more growth. We are designed to grow. When we're not growing, we're, we're really spiritually dying and people don't understand. So I think when you give yourself permission, like there's always going to be a next level and there's never a there, like how far can I take myself? And to be transparent and honest, like what is, what is life like of me living life in the fullest expression of myself, in my full potential? Like what, would a day like that be with where I am currently? How do you get into all of these? How? Oh, my goodness. My own story of um, being an addict, coming from a family lineage of addiction with broken homes. And we actually grew up with money. I know a lot of people, they have the stories and especially in the real estate industry where they grew up with nothing. We actually grew up with a lot. We grew up with uh, Hummers in the driveway, Cadillacs. Um, we lived in a private schools. I traveled all over the, the like Canada, all over um, playing ice hockey. And it's a very expensive sport. And I have twin brothers. So there's three of us. Wow. Um, 
we grew up with a lot and my dad had to get back surgery and then he got hooked on all the over prescription. You know how there was an era where the doctors were then all going to prison yeah. over prescribing Oxycontin and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we had then lost everything, especially it was like, what was, when was the market crash? And 2008. 2008. I mean, I was young. I was like literally just in college and I didn't remember, like I had no clue what was going on because there was a lot of secrecy and shame. And I think the, the beautiful thing about the era we live in is we're more um, vulnerable about our mental health and what's going on and asking for help and saying, hey, you know what? I'm not okay before going down an avenue of um, like deeper self-destruction. Back then there was just like a lot of shame and guilt. Nobody talked about anything. It was a taboo, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's like where I grew up. I grew up in Venezuela and, and in Venezuela, if you smoke weed, man, you were the devil, literally. Like, Wow. And so it was like a big taboo, like, oh, you do drugs. Oh, my God. Like, you're you're this bad person. And mm-hmm. honestly, people get into drugs for multiple reasons, uh, especially with the Oxycontin, you know, era. That, that was mm-hmm. back in the uh, 90s going into the 2000s. Uh, there actually there is a show on Netflix about it uh, that mm-hmm. I, I forgot the name of it, but I, I saw it like during the, the, the Christmas uh, time. And what happened was people were being prescribed all these drugs and for pain. And then as they built tolerance for the pain, they needed more. But <clears throat> these drugs were very expensive. And yeah. eventually they couldn't get any more of it, uh, uh, the legal route, or it, it got too expensive. And that's when they went and started doing heroin and things of that nature because they were a lot cheaper. And you could get that on the streets. and. When a pill costs $40, you can get a shot of heroin for like 10. So, yeah. and it's the same thing, basically, you know, in a nutshell, right? So. And like you said too, like they're like, we all at, as the same, like at the same time, we crave relief when we're going through pain. So depending on the level of tolerance of pain somebody has and the resources and the tools they have to help them cope with pain, typically the only known resources are drugs and medication, even all the medications doctors are currently prescribing with anxiety, but they don't ask them like, Hey, what are you doing two hours before bed? You know, and looking at their habits and their day, day in and day out, like behaviors that a lot of these things can be prevented by just establishing a new being in our day to day life. So it's just really fascinating. And so to answer your question, I, I craved what I needed and I became on this, I, I went on this self-actualization, self-realization, self-mastery journey and I've uh, been coaching since uh, for like 18 years now, started off with more of the physical strength and conditioning and realized a lot of as I was healing from my own wounds and overcoming my own addictions um, that I would apply it to my clients and it helped them quickly. So mm-hmm. it was just a journey of like, okay, this works not for me, but let me see if it will help my clients and it helped them. And then, you know, it's like anything kind of like chemistry, even though I didn't do very well in chemistry right. because I don't like being told what to do. Me neither, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> <I'm a laughs> 
Yeah, I think a lot of us in this industry, what makes us so unique as trendsetters is that we have um, a very rebellious personality trait. So when you tell us like, don't do that, we're gonna do the, we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna do the opposite. Right. So yeah, that's how I kind of, I didn't choose it. I kind of feel like it chose me. You it was know, your calling. Yeah. That's a, that's a very important step in your life when you. Uh, when you find out what your calling is. Mm -hmm. uh, some people go through life and they never do. I know. They never do. And Well, I think a lot of it too is because um, you get to a point where people become so desensitized as going back to stimulants and even stimulants of food, of how we constantly numb ourselves and, and the big impact of it impacting our pineal gland and our cognition and and our mental sharpness, um, not only as entrepreneurs, but mostly as far as having clarity of what we want in life as human beings. And what I've seen is that over the course of years, and some people are on medication since children with the ADHD and the, you know, they've never had a fair shot. And it's just been I, their normal. I always suppose that like, I have a daughter, she's 25 years old. And when she was a teenager, of course she was diagnosed with I call it the three letters, H, D, H, D, D, H, whatever. All those, yeah. you know, uh, uh, attention deficit disorder what, what, or whatnot, right? And the doctor was like, we got to give her this pill. And I, I would tell my ex-wife, I was like, no, like, yeah. let her be herself, okay? She's going to figure out that eventually she needs to put attention to certain things. Mm -hmm. um, and she was uh, in high school, she was a... Uh, uh, a D student, okay, like, because of course she wasn't paying attention. What happened was she was not really interested in the stuff they were teaching there, right? She loves music. She went and graduated out of FIU with a summa magna cum laude, you know, <laughs> and she didn't need any need any pills for that. Yeah. Right, because she was focused on what she really wanted to do. So, mm -hmm. I think a lot of these, uh, a lot of these. Uh, prescriptions and, and, and things that we get today from the doctors is more of a business than anything else for the, for the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, that's how I see it. I yeah. hate going to the doctor. Like I don't like going to the doctor because mm -hmm. I don't trust them. They're, they're, they want to prescribe something. So, so there's some, some, some money to be made from, it's not like if like I, I compare cause I've lived in two different, well, I've lived in more in multiple countries. Right. And Everywhere in the world, but in the U.S., doctors really care for the patient. Meaning, let's say you were telling me how you had a bug last week, right? You, like me, like if I'm in Venezuela, and I bring Venezuela because I grew up there, and it's kind of like the easiest one I can relate to, but this also applies to like Malaysia, Indonesia, um, even in Africa. If you feel bad, you can call your doctor. Hey, I feel bad. What's going on? You know, I, the, the doctor will ask the symptoms like, hey, I got fever. I'm sweating. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. All right. Do me a favor. Go to the pharmacy and buy X, Y, and Z. Done. And then you yeah. get your better right away. But here, you got to go and see it. And then you got to pay for the visit. And, and you know. Yeah. But so, I love how you said that too. You like, you came down to also like, 
we also have the power of free will. We don't have to do anything. So we have to start thinking for ourselves and making a decision and reconnecting with self and building a strong, healthy relationship with self to be able to trust ourselves. And the biggest thing that I see people because they are so numbed out and even like not exercising or eating right or getting proper sleep and even respecting those foundations will help shift a lot of issues on its own, just the foundations. And what I realize is a lot of people don't even have a solid foundation. When that foundation is instilled and, and really imprinted, um, a lot of the things end up working their way out where you do have the ability to start the process of self-trust and making the initiative of saying, you know what, that doesn't feel right for me. And therefore, like I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to say no. So how do you build a solid foundation or how do you start building a solid foundation according to you? Yeah, I just start with the fundamentals, which is the very beginning of my career and strength and conditioning is learning how to take care of the body. And that's why the whole business is based on um, the physical, mental, emotional and energetic or spiritual, whatever you like. I like to keep my words neutralized because I don't like to freak people out. But energy spirit is the same thing. It's it's energy psychology. Um the first place to start because it's going to help. I love healthy speed. Hind um, entrepreneurs love healthy speed. I say healthy speed because you're never going to relapse backwards. Because a big common thread with overachievers is the high and the low. It's you're on or you're off. There's you might be great in one area in your life box, but the other areas might be like up and down, up and down, yo yo. Mm -hmm. So the basic foundation is learning how to take care of the body. But when you start taking care of your body, there's so many natural chemicals that start to be functioning on their own, like the melatonin for you to sleep better. So then it will help repair your brain cells and you'll be able to be more mentally sharp. So you don't got to go backwards and clean up your messes and make silly mistakes and be able to make, like trust your, your ability to make the right decisions. Um, starting to pay attention to your food and how the food impacts your cognition. You know, if you can let go of it being more of an aesthetic thing of like, oh, I'm going to get six pack abs and focus on like, how does this make me feel like mentally and emotionally? Um, I feel like more people are going to have success with sustaining that those um for that to be more of like a, a new habit so by turn, taking care of the body getting on a schedule schedules critical a routine is critical daily habits and routines are so critical um to be able to support wherever whatever you're trying to do so i would say more of the that's always the first place i start with people and then also setting goals backwards, which I call them intrinsic goals versus extrinsic goals. And that's more based on, like, for example, you say, we'll talk about money for an example, because a lot of people are in the real estate industry, majority or any in any industry thinking like, because they're going to get rich, right? Right. So <clears throat> if you say, okay, well, I want to achieve, let's use you as an example. Do you have like a really big goal that you've set for this year since it's the beginning of the year? Not really. Uh, what we did is uh, for like, for instance, for a wholesaling company, right? Mm -hmm. Our wholesaling company didn't really get to the goals that we were supposed to last year for multiple reasons that I don't want to get into right now. But so what I did is because I know that, that goal is important. I just kept the goal. 
and 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 now I know why we didn't get to those goals last year. There mm-hmm. was multiple uh, reasons, right? Uh, and, and by the way, I will say this. So, and publicly, like in 2000, I think in 2017, our revenue was four million dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2022, my goal was 2.5. And for most people, they'll be, they'll be thinking like, why? That's a that's a lower number. And by the way, I'm saying I didn't get to that number, right? Because for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. So people will say like, well, if you made four in 2017 and why were you shooting for 2.5 in, 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 in 2021, uh, 2022? Well, because our business runs more profitable now. So I don't need to go for four to make a certain amount of money. Um, my operation is completely different. Also, it runs much leaner. Uh, mm-hmm. It's our overhead. It's lower. Back then, I made four, but I really didn't keep much because it was all going back into the same monster that we have built. Mm-hmm. So, so, but that would that would be a, a goal for us this year is to get to that to that number. And it's very it's very doable. It's attainable, and 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 I think we're gonna get there. You will. So let's use that as an example. Okay, so that is an extrinsic goal. It's it's the byproduct of X, Y, Z. So it's like the outcome goal, right? right? Like when I do X, Y, Z, then I will receive this. So if you go back and you think like, okay, well, you set a target for a reason. How do you feel or how do you, what do you believe? How do you believe or what do you believe like you'd feel once you'd achieved that extrinsic goal? Oh, it's uh, uh, number one, a sense of accomplishment because I hit the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna, I'm go- we're, go- we are, we are, I say we because we're a team and, and we're all going in the same direction. It's not just me. My, I have the vision, but the, the team is pulling through together, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all gonna be happy about that. Uh, and, and so that's, Feelings-wise, that's where we're going to be, you know, uh, sense of accomplishment number one, happy number two. Great. So those are intrinsic goals. And the, the key, too, because it is like it doesn't it's not going to happen in like one day today. And a lot of times, like our patience is tested on a day to day basis, our trust, our questionings, the process. So the way that you would also reverse engineer it is like, how can I feel a sense of accomplishment and happiness today? with whatever tasks I can fulfill to get me one step closer to that extrinsic goal, because it's the byproduct of what we're doing. So it's like, when you go back to asking the questions of where to get started, that's setting a new internal GPS. It's kind of like you open your phone and I use Waze. Everybody laughs at me, but whatever. I do too. I use use Google maps for sometimes and you know, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like you, you, it knows where you are right? But you have to type in a final destination. And then it lets you know, like, hey, there's going to be hurdles, there's going to be roadblocks, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be a lot of cross currents that are a turbulence that's going to be a part of the journey. And we're going to let you know, like, what's up and a different route to take. So it might not come at the, as you mentioned earlier, at the, um, like, expected time of arrival, right? Because you had an arrival for last year, it didn't happen, but it doesn't mean you quit. So um, 
setting a new internal GPS and then establishing the habits and the behaviors and the self-dialogue that's going to build that bridge from getting you from where you are to where you want to be. Like I consider that if anybody learned how to establish that alone, will be like, like good on their way, or at least like get to at least the next level. And that comes down to also like getting on a data routine of how to take care of yourself, because you have to have the endurance to be able to then keep up with your visions. Because if your health gets shot, or you you have so much anxiety or mental paralysis, you can't even think or see straight, you can't function. Tell you a story about 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 uh, daily routines. No, tell me. So uh, I I say this all the time, and uh, somewhere in between 2017 and 2020. So in between those in between that time period, I went through a through a through a recession. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so even though a lot of people were thriving, they were killing it, making a, a ton of money. For me, it was happening. The opposite was happening, which I was going through a downfall. And and um, I remember one morning, I woke up like at four o'clock in the morning, and and I was like, okay, I guess I'm up early today. I'm just gonna go hit my morning routine. So I had a gym in my house upstairs on the second floor where most people do like a movie theater. I had a gym, and I I got on my gym. I put on Tony Robbins or something along those lines. I. <laughs> remember exactly who I was watching that morning but I mean they're exercising like you know lifting weights getting my sweat on and and my wife wakes up and it was like I don't know must have been five o'clock or so you know she she comes in and opens the door and she's like what are you doing and I was like I'm exercising what does it look like and she's like no 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 I, I mean like why why are you doing this right now like why are you not like looking for a job and i was like what a job like look go back to bed we'll talk about this later right so just to give you an idea that day my bank accounts they were all probably in the red like mm -hmm. by the thousands it wasn't like oh i was 500 overdrawn no 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 it was like it was bad i didn't have money to pay for for gas for my cars. I lived in a million dollar home, but I just, I just, my cash flow was completely destroyed, right? And I didn't let that get me out of my morning routine mm. because I knew that uh, it was temporary. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, bad times and good times, both of them. Mm. They're not forever. Yeah. You're gonna have good times and you're gonna have bad times. And I knew because I prepared myself by having coaches, by having by reading books, by listening to podcasts and things of that nature, that I was going through a time to where, hey, you just got to tough it out. Yeah. But don't quit doing the things that got you to where that got you to when you had success at some point. Right. Yeah. That was the conversation I had with her later on. I said, look, I got to continue to work on myself. Mm -hmm. I can't give up on my goals. I can't give up. Like, honestly, getting a job, I'm not going to be able to pay for a house, this house with a job. Like, sorry, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, and, and so then she kind of like understood and, and she's like, okay, I'm sorry. And, and yeah. I, I didn't mean it that way. And, 
I was like, no, it's okay. You know, she had all the right to be uh to be worried because we had no money, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, uh, on in a way, a female, uh, when the security goes out, then there's no there's no stability anymore, right? Um, and I was failing at providing that because of my situation at the moment, right? And you know, and I and one way or another, I still were was able to put money here, money there, and kind of like navigate those waters where it was a rough time. Right. Yeah, and three years of that, that could really kill your spirit. Oh no, there's no, well, he killed my business partner spirit. He, he went on, he like, he went, he's doing something else today. He's very successful at it. I mm -hmm. encourage him to do it. Uh, he, he's working on what used to be his hobby is now his, his company, his full-time job and he's doing amazing. Uh, we're still mm -hmm. great friends. But of course, it killed out. It killed his spirit. It killed my spirit too. I just, I just found ways to keep it to bring it back up, right? Yeah. Um, and and we had to make a lot of changes. We had. I realized I had to down down, you know, to to adjust my lifestyle, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I sold the house. That was one of them. That was a big ticket item in in in, in my list. Uh, vehicles, things like that. But the morning routine. I kept on doing it. I kept on reading my books. I kept on exercising. Yeah. Um, and honestly, today I'm not like I used to be when it came to my morning routine back then. Um, because my kids, they just jump into bed, man, and they won't let you me. Blame it on people. You got to take personal responsibility here. Uh, trust me, I am fully responsible for it. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, but they all, for some reason, my Manuela and Maximo want to sleep with mommy and daddy. And, and man, it's just, I don't, I just wake up and I'm tired already. I'm not, yeah. I don't have the energy. So well, the issue too, that a lot of people, um, that's a big game changer. Like, cause I always ask them like, out of like all the months of working with me, what's the one thing that's been the biggest, like epiphany, everybody's so focused on the morning routine, but the night routine is always neglected because what you do like the night before impacts your next 24 hours and it, it impacts our subconscious. It impacts the energetic state that you wake up in. So one of the biggest things that I see when I work with people and when I start like getting a little antsy or off, I go back and like, hold on, I'm slacking on my night routine because this is impacting my morning. It's impacting how I'm waking up in the morning. It's impacting the quality of sleep that I'm having and if you understand, like our sleep is how everything repairs. So it gives us the, the mental, physical and emotional endurance to go over, execute on whatever we got to execute for the next like 24 hours. And even in recovery and addiction centers, which I worked with, with Jason Williams during COVID and work with like some um, celebrities and athletes that would come into this, this um, mansion in Lake Worth. And we, I'd go and I'd work with them. Um, the biggest thing was just getting them to understand the significance of what they're doing during that nighttime. And, and the biggest thing they even focus in on is like, all you got to do is just focus on the 24 hours. That's it. 24 hours and like go. Yeah. So on my case, I, I do in the evening, I do a routine, right. And, and I meditate, um, I'm, I'm a lot into Joe Dispenza and and, and, and and all of those things. That he's actually got a pineal gland meditation that's like an hour and a half. That's amazing. 
Yeah, we wow. do the walking meditations here in Miami on Thursday mornings. I didn't go. Hey, tell me about that. How does that work? Because I've seen your stories. Yeah. I've always, always wondered about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> the walking meditations, um, one of the courses that I teach, uh, we're actually going through it in my inner circle right now. But so say this is like your life wheel, right? I don't even see over here. So it's com it's um, subcategorized because how our brains work as entrepreneurs is to compartmentalize and make things super practical, right? Okay. So we've got like a life wheel of like, say like 10 core categories of our life. And um, what you do, well, that's not him, him, but like the point is, is every, with the walking meditation is you are walking as if you are that person as your best self or as your most elite self or walking in higher consciousness and the divine and you're walking and you're tapping into that higher conscious version of yourself okay. so it's almost like a practice of a reintroduction to the truth of who you were designed to be right. um the seated meditations there's four types of meditations the seated meditation is to prepare you to do a standing, which is then to prepare you into the progression of a walking. So it's to tap into that like calm state of energy. And that's why like people think, especially when I start working with people, they think like, oh, I can't be in a calm energy because I have to operate in a beta energy of stress because that's how I get, I get stuff done. It's actually the opposite. So when you operate from a calm state of energy, regardless of the appearances of what's going on in your life and you hold like tight to the truth, like you can actually like experience, even if it's just for like an hour and 30 minutes of what it feels like to be walking as that, the highest expression of yourself and to forget who you think you are. So it's really the practice of the becoming. So it's a visualization type. Uh, um, is it's more of an experience. Um, a lot of people when they're doing meditations, there's it's like a muscle, there's different levels and repetitions and weights. A lot of people do guided meditations. Uh, eventually, it's to get you to just sit in a meditation without being guided and to be able to hear what's being sent to you. Because if people people don't understand, and when I learned this, it changed the game for me. What I learned was prayers when you speak to God and meditation is when God speaks to you. But if you're constantly listening to a guided meditation, you can't fully hear whatever's supposed to be channeled to you. Whatever messages God is trying to our spirit, energy, universe, whatever you guys believe in, is trying to be like delivered to you. So you might be praying for something, but you keep talking and you need to like shut your mouth, right? It's like a one-way conversation. You can't hear the answers. So the goal of meditation is to be able to hear what you've been praying for, what your next clear step is. And the stand, the walking meditation is to be walk as him or her. Um, so it's more of the experience of it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, yeah. yeah, it's a, for some of you guys watching this or that or will watch this might go over your head a little bit, but that's okay. I mean, uh, just start with the seated. Yeah, and and a, and a simple meditation. You know, uh, just Google it or go on YouTube and put how to meditate before. Like I do, that's what I do. I go on on YouTube and I, before I go to bed, and I said uh, evening meditation for going for better sleep or something like that, right? Wow. 
or I'll put in a binarial beats. Dispensa talks a lot about that. The binarial beats, which gets your cells to like process or like understand because our cells are water and water holds information. And so the binarial beats are some type of like a, like a, uh, what's it called? Beta alpha, like an alpha, theta, delta, gamma, like frequency. It doesn't matter if you don't know what it means, just type in like high frequency and it, and will, it will pop up. So you've been coaching now for what? 18 years, you said, right? Yeah. Wow, that's uh, so you started back in what? That's uh, 18 years is right when I got out of college. So it was like 19, I just turned 39. So, oh, maybe a little bit later. I don't really consider the first two years because I went back and did mentorship with the with one of my mentors and kind of worked under him. So, I didn't really get paid. So, I don't really consider that. What do you go to college for? I went to college for physical therapy. So, I've always loved working with the body. Um, but I decided I didn't want to work with the injured, but even though, yeah, like where it was already too late, I wanted to get into everything possible into preventative and to teach people how to really be self-sufficient versus codependent. Because even if you become codependent on a coach, it's still codependency, which is still some form of an addiction. People think addictions just come in the way of substances. Substances is just the behavior of finding something to help you have. It's a tool to help you find relief through so that you get to down and shut down. Your um, so and if people understand and really understand the bigger part of like emotional intelligence and self-mastery, the only way out is through. It's like your business, right? You can't pretend like when you're going through that phase for three years, you couldn't pretend like it like it wasn't happening. You actually had to look at it even as painful as it was and course cracked. Yeah. It's the same thing with life. Like there's going to be things that are super painful and you just need to have healthy tools that are going to help you um, move through the pain um, versus away from it. Because the only way to really reclaim your power and to live in your full potential is to take all those segments of self back and to really learn how to be self-sufficient. That's right. I, I learned a lot about on what I didn't want to do. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a fact. Um, I learned a lot on on friendship, right? Uh, um allies who 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 really are your allies and who really are your friends and uh so i learned a lot a lot of lessons throughout those uh throughout that time um that made me the person that i am today right and yeah. and um uh, some of them were uh, most of them i would say 90 percent of them were were uh disappointing all right um you know you 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 don't expect certain things from certain people uh, that they're going to do to you when you're going through something like that. Uh, but anyhow. Um, yeah. well, I, if I may like add some insight because I had to heal from some trauma about a year and a half ago. And one thing is like if you guys are, if anybody's watching is going through something, um, ask for help. You know, like the only way you're going to overcome something when you're feeling weak is to find somebody who's strong that you can trust to lean on. Um, and one thing that I learned is understand why I had attracted certain people into my life. And it was really deep. 
and I was working with a shadow worker and I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's just now becoming kind of like a more mainstream word, but we all have light and we all have dark within us. It's the duality. We all can operate from a lower version of ourselves, and we can all operate from a higher version of ourselves. That's the power of free will. Every day we get to choose and discern which version of myself am I operating from. And uh, what I had learned based on that experience, the, the difference is like, number one, taking personal responsibility that I was a co-participant in this relationship and that that person or those people were an external reflection of what I was internally suppressing. So maybe they were a version of a mirror of something that needed to be fixed or not fixed. Um, what's the right word for this? Looked at in, in a space of light. You know, it's kind of like a flashlight shining because all relationships are just mere reflections of different aspects and segments of oneself. And maybe during that space, you are a different version of yourself. Like when we first came, I was like, let me reintroduce myself because my goal is to evolve every single year and to be a higher expression of myself. So I will have to reintroduce you to me. Right. Just like you would reintroduce you to me as well. So <clears throat> that when we attract certain people into our life, that's also a just science to look at as like, wait, that was an external expression of what I might have been internally suppressing. So let me look a little bit deeper and to see what those lower um, shadow traits were that are maybe still inside of myself that I'm shutting down and shutting up. Mm. So, so you're coaching people today, right? And in how to be a better version of themselves and, and how to achieve goals and or, or get to where they want to get or, or at least build a foundation. Um, but what's next for you? Like, what are your, what is, what is next in life for you? Well, I'm writing my book. So I'm speaking. Your book is done. That book is coming my out. My book is done. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm in a space with all of this spiritual work that I've been doing is really um, surrendering and asking God what, where I need to go from my heart, not where I'm trying to control from my mind. So I think a lot of times we try to control where we're going in life and then life throws us a curveball because it wasn't supposed to be our path, but we keep trying to be forceful and like make it happen. And like, you know, but sometimes it's not our, our path for us to be living our best life of how we're supposed to serve in the highest way. Right. Um, so I'm in the process of trying to surrender the control of where I'm going and where I'm supposed to be in five years. I don't even know if I'm gonna be alive in five years, you know, right. like, so I'm really trying to be fully present and I'm practicing the art of being fully present. And of course, like planning ahead with the business, like we've developed last year, I built out the business model and the framework of where I ideally dream to build my business, which is to have the one-on-ones, the mastermind elite, and then the inner circle. So that's built out and ready to fill up. Um, the book was already started, but I think just continuing to like build it and fill it up this year um, and to really get the messages out more and to spread more light and to give people more hope 
an inspiration and to, to know like your past does not define where you're going. And I think like when people have that information, they'll probably do a lot better in life. So right now I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like continuing on what I already have and like solidifying it as of now. That's good. I mean, yeah. knowing knowing where you're going is pretty is pretty good, right? Uh, um, mm -hmm. People, most people don't know where they're headed. They they're yeah. like going, they're just going through life, but they don't have a path or 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 a project. I'll, I'll just yeah. call it project, right? Like um, I have multiple projects. I mm -hmm. you know, and one of them is myself. Like, okay, how can I work? myself get better get getting the shape that i want to you know that i want to be mm -hmm. right now i'm not in the shape i want to be but i'm working on getting on the shape i want to be right so with the dispensa walking meditation we'll use it as a perfect example it's you envisioning like you are the vision board so you already are in that perfect shape and then you reverse engineered of like what are the daily decisions I make? Um, how many days a week am I training? How am I eating? How am I sleeping? So you're just reversing it as it's already implanted. So when we build foundation, going back to the earlier question, we build it as if it already is. And then like prepare you for all the turbulences along the way. Have you been to one of his, like, I know he's, he's doing retreats. Uh, he does yeah, something. Yeah, I was at the seven day intensive. I want to go to the advanced one and um and then also get his certifications. So awesome. Yeah, I love that guy. Um and so that's my mother. So uh but you know she's yeah. amazing. She like held it down at your last event and put us all in a trance. That was pretty amazing. I loved that you incorporated that part in your she's gonna do it again. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, tell her I'm excited for it. He's doing it on Saturday uh, right after lunch. So oh, amazing. Yeah. So, well, by the way, Tanya is coming to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs event uh, at 10 Growth, February 3, 4, and 5. You definitely want to come see her. Yeah. If you're already committed to the event, shake her hand. Make sure you get on her distribution list for everything she's doing. She's amazing. She's helped a bunch of my friends. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who, but I know Carlos is one of them. And, 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 and he's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's one of the ones that, that um, is always into this energy space and, and, and growing internal growth and all, you know, it's kind of funny because when Carlos and I talk over the phone, that's what we talk about. Yeah. We don't talk about business. We don't talk about money or not. It's, it's internal growth. He actually recommended a couple of books to me for uh, to read, and I'm, I'm I'm finishing one of them right now. Um, but uh, but I know you coached him, and you coached uh, a few others that are in the yeah, space. And their families too. Yeah, are in Daniela. I only tell people that they've already you know name dropped me because my confidentially confidentiality policy is very strong. And that's but, why I don't say names. Yeah. I publicly announcing it like i'll be like yep yep but typically yeah i work with some pretty high-end um people are doing successful things and they um yeah i'm really proud of him he really did he really is his brand he when he says all in he really did go all in and um 
yeah. So he's definitely somebody who says what he, what he, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I am the brand and they're doing the complete opposite. He really is somebody that, that does that. So yeah, they're following their core values, right? Um, exactly. It exactly. all comes down to core values. And that's very highly important for me as well. Like, are you really who you say you are? Mm-hmm. Some people are not. They, they, they get on a camera like this and they, they talk and they, they say how good they are or how they're helping people or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when the camera is off, they're doing something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you see it in our space over and over and over and over again. Well, and I think there's a difference too. It's like, you know, you can't expect your, if you've been operating from a beta energy, from a stress survival space for so long, because you had to, but then a lot of you guys don't have to operate from that space anymore. And it's a transitional period. So there's going to be habit relapses. There's going to be mishaps. So when you have somebody like holding you accountable, like strongly holding you accountable, you have that support. You know it's not going anywhere else, and you have the resources and the tools. Um, you're gonna get back up pretty quickly. That's also what I meant about healthy speed. Is like you fall, but maybe you don't face plant next time. You just you like fall, and then next time you don't fall, you trip, and the next time you see that hole in front of you, and you walk around it. So it's um it's like anything, you know, like it's a process. Nice. So Tanya, is there anything you want to tell our crowd? Uh, that's watching you right now, where can they reach out to you? Uh, How can you help them so we can close out? Yeah, so you can email me, Tanya at TanyaCOliver.com, T-A-N-Y-A. You could follow me on Instagram at TanyaCOliver and uh, show up at the event and I get to meet you live. It'll be an honor to meet you, to see you. It's going to be an epic event. You're going to have some really amazing human beings doing amazing things. And uh, I'm excited to be there. So I'm honored to be on stage too. So thank you so much. No, I'm excited to have you. And and I know that uh, that you're going to rock it and kill it. So guys, February 3, 4, and 5, Attend Growth. Make sure you go get your tickets, attendgrowth.com. Our tickets go up in price, guys. We don't lower tickets. I'm, this is not an event for the, the, like, I'm not looking for the biggest crowd or any of that stuff. I'm looking for high quality people. I yeah. want to be part of our our entourage, our group, and 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 to connect and and be with like-minded individuals that are all over the country, but we're coming together in Houston uh, during those three days, and we have nothing but great people presenting in what they're good at. Tanya is one of them. She's gonna. Mm-hmm. She's actually you're probably the only one. To, no, you're not the only one. There's there's a couple other ones talking about mm-hmm. uh, personal development, but. You guys are all different, uh, uh, especially BP. Uh, shout out to BP. Uh, and um, yeah, and- I will. I will add to that a testimony. I was at your last event, and you guys will get quality, and you will have some intimate conversations. It's not one of those things where it's like over massive amount of people. Like it's it's very intimate, but it's quality based, and you will have a time to. All the speakers are very approachable. You ask questions, we stay around, we talk to you. It's not any ego thing. It's very like everybody there is genuinely there to serve. So that's the idea. Is the idea is to come yeah. together, right? And and it is a mastermind. It's just that 
because it's bigger than what it is. We open up the mastermind to other people so they can watch it. They can see it. Maybe in the future they, they get on stage. So anyhow, guys, three, three, four, and five. I'm looking forward to see you there. Come meet Tanya. She's going to be there with us uh, that weekend. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye.